giant robot smashing into other giant robots. This is the Giant Robots Smashing into Other Giant Robots podcast, where we explore the design, development, and business of great products. I'm your host, Chad Pytel, and with me today is JT Liddell, the founder of Promenade, which seamlessly matches and connects military veterans to the resources, people, and organizations that matter to them. JT, thank you so much for joining me. No, thank you for having me. Excited to talk to you about uh, what we're building over here um, and having this conversation. So thank you so much for having me on today. Um, I love mission-driven organizations and Promenade falls right into that. How did it come about for you? Yeah, this has been the the inception of it really you know, truly began uh, many, many years ago. When I first joined the military, straight out of high school, so went went to the Naval Academy. Actually, started there, then went to the Army. Um, fast forward, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten years, and uh, as I was getting out of the military and and trying to join the civilian workforce, the civilian world, mm-hmm. that's where a lot of the the problems and challenges that I'm trying to solve through Promenade started. And then working in the in the technology space in corporate America really allowed me to identify some of the the solutions and tools that I'm working with now. Mm-hmm. And you know, but to answer your original question, the beginning of Promenade or the inception of Promenade really began with my my entry into the military. Yeah. What were some of the problems that you encountered and that you hope that Promenade solves? Back in 2000, I left the military officially in 2010, but went straight into defense contracting work from there and, and, and worked there for a few years. Um, and it was as I was leaving, I, I went literally went from Afghanistan. 30 days later, I was sitting in uh, an MBA classroom and leaving Afghanistan. I thought there was literally no problem, no challenge after going through three deployments to Afghanistan and being deployed to other parts of the world, I was like, "There's nothing that I'm going to come against that that uh, that I won't be able to tackle." Um, that was the furthest from the truth. Um, so there's a number of issues when it come when it came to relationships, when it came to navigating the workforce, when it came to just understanding how drastically different the civilian world was from being in the military and the defense industry. So those problems are sort of umbrellas and there's many, many things underneath those that uh, came up against. What are some of the ways that, you know, I, I speak as someone not having served in the military. What are some of the big ways in which civilian employment is different? Yeah, it's not even, it wasn't even necessarily, well, I will say there's, there's huge differences obviously from the military and, and civilian employment, but it was really even like, how do you get entry into the civilian workforce, mm-hmm. you know, just from the very beginning. So how do you craft a resume? You know, it seems like a minor thing at this point in my life, but it's, it's a huge one. Yeah. When you leave the military, you have these nine, 10, 11 page resumes, right? And that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to put literally every single piece of experience that you have uh, on this resume. But when you come to the civilian world, you have to somehow condense all of that down to one page. And yeah. there's a science to doing that. And that was, you know, one of the first huge hurdles because a resume is just your ticket into the door, right? Mm-hmm. It's a ticket into that interview. Like that's that's just like literally the first step. And that was something that I didn't realize was, was something I was going to have to hone my skill at. Do you think that 
a lot of companies overlook the value of military service? Yeah, that's a that's a tough one to sort of answer. So it's hard to say overlook when as a military veteran, just take it myself, for instance, you know, I'm not communicating in a lot of ways I was not communicating effectively what my experience was in relation to the value I could provide to that organization. Right. Mm-hmm. So as a recruiter or um, a headhunter, whoever sort of like doing that initial review, you know, they're simply looking for a large part, they don't have experience in the military. Right. So they don't understand the jargon and what, you know, some of these different jobs really mean what the impact they had on their organization. So, there's sort of like a meet in the middle here. So it's mm-hmm. that individual needs to do a better job of communicating the exact value through a corporate sense of how or how that value could contribute to corporate America or whatever type of organization they're trying to join. And organizations need to do a much better job of understanding that there's this untapped value in the military community and teaching and training their organizations, whoever sort of doing the intake process to look for um, the value that military community can bring. So I don't think it's, you know, a one-sided thing. I think both sides need to sort of come together and do a better job. Yeah. So I said in the intro that that Promenade matches and connects veterans to the resources, people, and organizations that matter to them. What exactly does that look like in terms of the product today and, and, and what you're what you're doing? Yeah, absolutely. So this really began as sort of a, a grassroots um, sort of operation you mm-hmm. know, through my own ecosystem many, many years ago when I was first getting out of the military and I was starting to get traction and understand how to navigate um, the civilian world. Um, I started to reach back. People would reach out to me and I would reach back and they would, they would ask me, you know, how did you get here? How did you do that? And I would just, you know, help people, you know, review their resumes for them, um, get them connected to different jobs and, and career pathways. And then I started to do that a little bit more uh, officially, if you will. Um, and then I realized, you know, you know, this is not just a problem within my own ecosystem. This is a problem across the military community. So as I was working in technology, as I mentioned before, I started to identify tools, one of them being artificial intelligence, that could help me scale the work that I was doing. So the pathway that I started sort of set out on was, you know, how do I take this grassroots work that I'm doing and then how do I scale that work to, you know, millions of people rather than just, you know, dozens of people? Mm-hmm. So that's the journey um, that I'm on right now. I don't know if that answered your question or not. Yeah. So if someone is listening and they're a, a veteran, what is the product going to offer them now? Yeah. So they'll they'll come on and uh, they'll onboard to the platform. So essentially, we're just taking the process that we've been doing offline and we're bringing it online. So they'll come on. They'll fill out some demographic information. They'll answer a few questions about you know where they are in their current post-military journey. They could even be thinking about getting out. The, the, the product would still help them as they're mm-hmm. either on their way out, thinking about getting out. They could have been out for a month, a year, you know, an entire decade. Doesn't really matter. We'll help assess where they are in their post-military journey. After they go through that intake process, we'll give them the option to, to talk to one of our coaches, which can make this experience a little bit 
more personalized. And that's one of the huge things that I learned as I've been building Promenade is when I first started tackling this, you know, thinking about tackling this issue through technology, I was like, okay, this technology, these tools that I've, I've, I've identified and I've researched, like these are going to be the things that solve this problem. Like that's what's going to do this. You know, that's what's going to fix this. And what I quickly realized is you can't remove that human component from this process, right? Mm. There's just things that technology culturally don't understand about the military experience. So having a coach, having an individual, a human to talk to at the very beginning of this process or wherever that, that individual needs is extremely crucial and hugely beneficial to that, that this process. So we put that coach um, in front of them. That's completely optional um, because we do want a lot of this to be self-service and self-guided. So if they if they choose to get in front of that coach, they'll be able to talk one-on-one and sort of augment this process. Um, if they don't, they'll go straight into the to our dashboard. And what the dashboard will do is it's going to help that individual identify different areas within their post-military journey where they can improve and get better. And Chad, we haven't talked about this, but mm-hmm. you know, we've got this sort of social impact driven product that we're building, but the lens that we're really thinking about this is through a healthcare lens. So what that means is there's this term called social determinants of health. And what yeah. that means is like the very simple version is a super simple concept. Like every part of your life impacts your overall health. The healthcare system, like when you go to the hospital, it only impacts, you know, 20, 30% of your overall health. Mm-hmm. The things that truly impact your health are things like, do you have a job? Like, have you talked to a therapist in the last six months? Do you have food, Right. you know, the right type of food? Do you have access to the right type of food? Not just food. Are you ordering Burger King every day, McDonald's every day? You know, but are you eating, you know, healthy food and do you have consistent access? Those are the things that affect your overall health. So we look at all of these different factors about the the veteran and how they're going through their post-military journey. And we, you know, essentially we give them a score on all these different verticals. So essentially we're helping them through that score. We're helping them identify, you know, what those gaps are. And then we're pushing them resources to help fill those gaps. So they'll get a couple of things through, through our platform. They'll get that dashboard and that score and we'll push personally recommended or personalized recommended resources to them. And that's where the, the artificial intelligence component comes into it. And then they'll have sort of a, a search field where they can just go and you know keyword for things, you know, just like they would go into Google and search for something. And then the sort of third component to this is a community that we're building um, and that won't be rolled out initially. But once we've got critical mass, we've got a community that we're building where they'll get connected to people within our community, maybe people with the same skills and interests, people that they were deployed with, people that they were stationed with, or people that they just came across. And we've got a method to do that. But that's really what it's about is bringing this community together, helping them assess where they are in their post-military journey, and then putting the right resources in front of them at the right time based on who they are. So that's the experience they'll get to answer your question. Awesome. Who pays for Promenade? Yeah, so that's, it's, it's gonna be twofold. So it's going to be, there'll be a freemium model 
for the military veteran. So all those things that I just mentioned, mm-hmm. minus one or two, they'll get free access to the platform. So they'll be able to log on. They'll be able to sort of see where they're at in their journey and they'll be able to you know, navigate the platform and, and get those personalized recommendations. On the organizational side, they will also pay to access the platform. And then there's some other work. Back when I mentioned uh, a couple of months ago that organizations need to do a better job of understanding the military community, mm-hmm. we help organizations better understand the military community, attract and retain military veteran talent if that's, you know, if that's something that they're in the business of doing. So there's, there's multiple ways. We and organizations would, would pay for that. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. Is that a, a significant or a fundamental part of the business model? Which, which part? The organizations paying? Yeah, it is. So like, it depends on what, which, which part of interacting with the organization that we're talking about. So there's mm-hmm. sort of two ways we can do that. There's a, giving them access to the platform. So just for example, on, on the jobs portion, careers portion, recruiters, you know, we'd give them access to the platform to get access to the talent. But on the let's help this organization think about how they're even reaching out to the veteran community, how they're recruiting them, the process that veterans are going through in order to apply to these organizations. Once veterans are in these organizations, how are they supporting the veteran community? And maybe even after they've left, depending on which organization you're talking about, how are you, you know, supporting that veteran community once they've left? So they can be, you know, you want them to be ambassadors for your organization. You know, how are you supporting the veteran community even after they've left? So though that's two, that's two completely different ways that we can interact with the organization. Um, the fundamental one would be those organizations getting access to our platform and, and interacting with the veteran community. Mm-hmm. That for sure would be fundamental to what we're building. So who's funding Promenade right now? Yeah, that's a great question. So um, this is definitely up until maybe a year or so ago, it's definitely been, you know, bootstrap bill for sure, um, mm-hmm. completely uh, out of my pocket. But thanks to some of the, the visibility we were able to get, in the work we're able to do, organizations we're able to get in in touch with. We've gotten a couple of grants, one huge one from Google for Startups last year. That was, you know, $100,000 from Google for Startups. That's been, you know, obviously huge for yeah. for the work and the momentum. Um, and what I always tell people is, you know, Chad, you've been doing this a while. You know that $100,000 can get run through pretty quickly in the tech startup yeah. space. That was huge. I don't want to downplay that by any means, but that wasn't even the biggest impact to what we're doing. It's just the visibility that it created for our organization. We've had, you know, just the veterans that we work with, we've had so many reach out just because they heard about us, but organizations as well that have reached out to us, they want to work with us, they want to support us, you know, that was huge. But, you know, to answer your question, it's a combination of grant money, cash awards from uh, different organizations and uh, bootstrapping it, you know, from me, JT here. Mm -hmm. Well, thanks for doing that (laughs) and bringing this, you know, really important service to life. What are some of the barriers to achieving the success that you want to achieve with Promenade? What we're doing is essentially you know, we're aggregating information or aggregating people 
we're aggregating tools and resources, right? We're bringing all this together. I didn't think it would be easy by any means, mm-hmm. but it's 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 definitely much harder than I imagined it would be when I set out on this journey, you know, a couple of years ago. One of the hardest things about this is you've got all of these different areas that you're trying to assess veterans in, getting these tools and resources and organizations in front of them. How do you consistently and with quality put those organizations and tools and resources in front of the veteran? I want all of them to have the same experience. I want them to have an amazing experience. I want them to, you know, get connected quickly um, and with quality to the people and organizations and tools that they need to get connected to. So how do you, you know, make that experience, you know, consistent and standard across the board? And how do you control as much as possible the quality mm-hmm. of that interaction? Building these partnerships has been, it's been, it's been challenging. It's been, it's been difficult. But every time I sort of like get frustrated, just like, you know, every startup goes through those barriers hit you, you get frustrated. I just think back to those moments where I was down on my post-military journey. And I'm like, you know, I never want another veteran to have to go through that. That's what sort of keeps me pushing um, when those barriers do hit. And I'm like, this is going to be hard. You know, Mm -hmm. how do I keep that organization or how do I ensure that organization is doing A, B, and C? How do I ensure I'm keeping this veteran pushing forward and motivated, you know, when they get frustrated. That is some of the barriers. But uh, as I said before, I just I just look back on when I was going in my journey and and uh, you know, I don't want any any veteran to have to go through that experience. So that's what keeps me going. Yeah. I wanted to tell you all about something I've been working on quietly for the past year or so, and that's Agency U. Agency U is a membership-based program where I work one-on-one with a small group of agency founders and leaders toward their business goals. We do one-on-one coaching sessions and also monthly group meetings. We start with goal setting, advice, and problem solving based on my experiences over the last 18 years of running ThoughtBot. As we progress as a group, we all get to know each other more, and many of the Agency U members are now working on client projects together and even referring work to each other. Whether you're struggling to grow an agency, taking it to the next level and having growing pains, or a solo founder who just needs someone to talk to, in my 18 years of leading and growing ThoughtBot, I've seen and learned from a lot of different situations, and I'd be happy to work with you. Learn more and sign up today at thoughtbot.com slash agency U. That's A-G-E-N-C-Y, the letter U. So you officially started Promenade in May of 2020. Is that right? Official. So I started sort of the, <laughs> I, I came up with the idea actually in 2017, like sort of the framework for, for what I'm doing now. And I, I'm in Atlanta, Georgia. And I don't know how much you know about the, the tech startup space in Atlanta, Georgia, but it's 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 booming right now for sure. Mm-hmm. That'd be an understatement. And I have a few different people around me, um, number of different people around me in my ecosystem that that are that are in the tech startup space. And you know, I, I watched them, you know, going through their own personal journeys and and finding success. And I was like, number one, you know, I have all these people around me that are doing it, you know, non-technical founders, technical founders, first-time founders. There's no reason I can't also do this. And then number two, I was like, 
you know, if I looked on my phone seven years from now and I saw Promenade built by somebody else, I'd be super pissed. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to be so pissed. Right. So, you know, December two, I I remember this clear day, December, 2019, I was like, you have to do something. If you don't, you're going to regret it. So December, 2019, I went, uh, I signed up for um, for this organization here in Atlanta called ATDC. Um, I signed up for my first uh, sort of intro to customer discovery class. And from there, I just, uh, you know, I've been pushing ever since. I think I incorporated the organization around May or March or something like that Mm -hmm. officially. But the idea inception, you know, in its current form, probably like 2017, and then um, really began building in in January 2020. Mm-hmm. So, how do you think the pandemic has impacted the ability to start Promenade? Yeah, a uh, number of different ways, um, but I would say net net, you know, actually in a positive way, and not like the actual uh, of what the pandemic means, but right. you know, the environment it showed me clear as day that there's a a huge net need for digital services when it comes to the military veteran community, because a a large resource for the veteran community, Department of Veteran Affairs, you know, doing amazing work, doing great work, but just like many other government organizations, which was many aspects of it was shut down during the pandemic. So from a minute, just let's just talk about mental wellness, because that's something that you know, is is highly visible in the veteran community as being an issue. The suicide rate increased exponentially during the pandemic within the veteran community. Mm. And that's because people are isolated. Um, They're already going through issues. Maybe people are getting out of the military during the pandemic. You know, it just showed me that there's a huge increased need for digitally online, you Mm -hmm. know, this community um, of, you know, for veteran community resources for the veteran community and, and just giving them an ecosystem to, to interact. In. So this just, it just, it just pushed me even harder to build what I was building. So the, the pandemic itself, obviously a very terrible thing, but in terms of promenade and the work that I was doing, you know, it just, it just made me go even harder for sure. So right now, is it just you? Yeah. So it's, it's me. I've got, uh, one other person, I've got an assistant, and I've got uh, several designers um, and developers that I work with. Mm-hmm. On a contract sort of yeah, basis? Yeah, all contractors. Um, but uh, in terms of like people who are sort of like hands-on building this thing, um, I probably couldn't even count the number, as, as I'm sure you know, when it comes to developers and designers trying to, trying to build these solutions. But in terms of like being like officially a part of promenade, you know, yeah. it's still just me going at this thing right now. Yeah. And while you're doing this, you have another full-time job, right? I do. I do. Yeah. I think that's a scenario that a lot of people find themselves in is, you know, wanting to do something new, but not necessarily being able to, you know, you're bootstrapping something on the side. How do you make it work? <laughs> and what would need to happen for you to take the leap to be able to just work on promenade? Yeah. How, how do I make it work? Um, <laughs> a lot of Red Bull, a lot of energy drinks, mm-hmm. um, a lot of late nights. But again, as I mentioned before, you know, that's something I would sort of like put in as 
time as a barrier, right? When it comes to, to building this thing, I just take it back to the many conversations I have with veterans that they've been going through their own personal journeys. And that just keeps me going as far as like, what would it take for me to move away and work on promenade full time? The only true thing I think it would take would really be line of sight and visibility on being able to drive this thing forward in a sustainable manner, you know, just having line of sight on that, mm-hmm. say on this thing. Okay. I've got the traction. I can see it. It's tangible. I just need to do, you know, A, B and C to, you know, keep pushing this thing forward. I know that's sort of vague, yeah, but that's really what it would take. Yeah. Do you think you're going to have to take funding from somewhere or do you think you can continue to sort of bootstrap and operate on the grants and awards? It depends. That's a good question. That's something I've gone like back and forth with, right? Like, you know, working in the tech startup space, that's sort of like something that's discussed Mm -hmm. a lot, right? Is angel investors and VCs and, you know, you need to do this to attract, you know, funders and, you know, things like that. That's that's something that's discussed a lot in this space. But it's it's something that I've gone back and forth with, right? It's, and it really comes down to what do I want this thing to be at the end of the day, right? This thing could be huge. There's a huge gap in, in the military veteran space in, in a multitude of ways, right? Like this thing could be, you know, a, a unicorn if, if that's the direction I, you know, I really wanted to take it. And I think if I go down that pathway, it's for sure going to take funding from outside sources. But if I want to keep this thing more small scale or maybe even local to the Atlanta, Georgia region where I live and only focus on like that one region, that's something I could probably Mm -hmm. bootstrap it until um, I've got the revenue necessary to work on it full time and, and just keep it at more of a local level. But I think, you know, based on the the impact that I'm trying to have throughout the entire veteran community um, and not just on veterans themselves, but the organizations, which could help. We've got this concept called train the trainer in the military, which I don't know if that's in the civilian side as well, but essentially it's, I can do all the work, you know, and have all the impact, but it would be even, you know, 10 X more impactful if I'm working with fortune 500 companies that are doing the same thing that I'm doing and impacting the veteran community in the same way that I am. So mm-hmm. I think that's the direction I'll, I'll probably end up going. And that's, that's where I'll have to, you know, go look for funding from other sources to, to build this thing the way I want to build it. So we'll see, we'll see. The problem with funding obviously is that if it comes from traditional investment sources, then they expect a return Yep. and you have to be able to show that, you know, it might be made up, but you have mm-hmm. to have a story that that demonstrates that there's a return. And you sort of alluded to one angle at the at the beginning when you talked about healthcare. Yeah. Do you see that as a, a potential angle in terms of what the business model might be and who, what industry you might actually be part of? That's that's a great question. So I, th- I think, not I think I know that if I go, you know, full fledged down the healthcare route, social determinants of health, tracking health outcomes for the veteran community, then most definitely this would be something where I would need outside funding, traditional funding to to build this thing. And I think that's where 
when it comes to like, okay, I set out on this journey to impact the veteran community and I want to have the most impact um, possible, you know, that's, that's going to be the route I'm going to have to go down. But quite candidly, I'm, I do not have at this point enough expertise mm-hmm. around the healthcare space to say, okay, like, let's go down that pathway. Right. Yeah. Right now, part of the journey that I'm on outside of just trying to, uh, trying to, uh, build this thing, get this thing launched over the next month or two is, you know, how do I get myself more integrated into the healthcare world to better understand how what I'm building overlaps or integrates into, into what's going on around social terms of health and the healthcare space. And like, how do I insert myself into, into that? That's something I'm like currently assessing. Yeah. Well, and, and, and the interesting thing too, for me is the thought that I wonder if that actually is something that is top of mind for the users, the veterans, or whether they're just thinking, I need a job. Uh, <laughs> and they're not necessarily thinking about their health at top of mind. I mean, what do you think? They're not today. Absolutely mm-hmm. not. Right. Like today, when they reach out to me, they're like, and it's funny because. <laughs> That, that just opens a whole nother, not a can of worms, but just opens up this whole nother aspect of what I'm doing, right? So like when they come to me, they're like, I need a job, right? They're like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going, you know, I'm about to lose my car. I need, you know, help with my car payment. I'm going to be homeless soon. Like that, like that's how people reach out to me. Right. But Chad, like that's not, that's not truly the issue. As you can imagine, like if you're at the point to where you're about to be homeless, that there's all this other stuff going on right. within your life, Right. That's truly the work that we do. It's like people come to me. I have, you know, I have people reach out to me literally every single day. I need help with this. I need help with that. And I'm like, okay. I have a conversation with them. And then we, re- we realize there's like 9, 10, 11 other things going on. Right. So to answer your question, you know, they're not thinking about this health care issue. And that's not even from a user standpoint, that's not even how I want to approach this is like mm-hmm. telling them, oh, I'm going to be here to improve your health outcomes. Like, right. I wouldn't have that conversation with them. Mm-hmm. My conversation with them w- would still be around like these different pillars. But on the organizational side, mm-hmm. that's where I would communicate to them and say, you know, I've got these this group of individuals who are coming to me. And saying, I need this assistance. And what we're doing at the end of the day is improving their health outcomes. And what that means is, you know, healthcare payer, they're not touching your healthcare mm-hmm. system, which means you're saving tons of money. Yeah. And that's the part that I'm, you know, currently unpacking to say, okay, you know, not to the user that we're doing this work in healthcare, but to these organizations. You know, and that's where I think, you know, and there's examples of this already out there. Yeah. So, you know, how do I do that, but stay true to the work that I'm doing with the military veteran? Because one of the things that that I know that's not going to change for what I'm building is, is the focus on the user. There's 40,000 veteran, just veteran service organizations alone. There's $250 billion that gets poured into veteran community through the Department of Veteran Affairs. So, so like there's no shortage of organizations working on the veteran community with the veteran community. And there's no shortage of money out there when it comes to, you know, helping bolster the veteran community or improve outcomes within the veteran community. The true challenge that I see or the true issue that I see is there's a lack of focus on the actual veteran themselves mm-hmm. and what they're going through. 
there's no tools out there for them to tap into and go on this journey. That's what I'm laser focused on is how do I create an amazing experience for the military veteran themselves, not the organizations that are out there doing some of this work, if that makes sense. It totally does. And and I think it, it really makes sense for you, but it, it's not a problem. I think it's a problem that a lot of startups face is that there's this draw maybe because of your business model or because of the environment yeah. that you, you, you have this other piece, but what you really need to do is focus on creating value for your users. And in an ideal world, those two things become a line over time. Yeah. You mentioned um, a little while ago, you said something like over the next few months, we got to get this launched. So, you know, there's a sign up on the website now to become part of the community, but are you not fully launched yet? No. So what we've got right now is a landing page, which essentially is, you know, building a, uh, a list for individuals. Once I, once I launch, you know, I reach out and say, Hey, we're live. What's, what's not publicly facing right now is that user experience that I described. That's, yeah. that's what's being built. But let me take a step back because we're still doing that grassroots work yep. to where we're working with veterans one-on-one. Mm-hmm. So that's still something that we're, like, we're, we're heavily doing. Yeah. But again, the idea here is to, you know, how do I replicate this work that we're doing you know, to millions of people. Yeah. That's, that's what we're going to roll out here. I know timelines can be tricky. Uh, <laughs> what is your working timeline for doing that? Yeah. I mean, in, in, as far as like launching it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> I keep, I mean, when people ask me, you know, one or two months, because I, it's funny when I was, when I first started this back when I was doing the customer discovery, right. And I was, you know, getting all this great information and learning more intimately about, what the veterans community is going through, you know, I've got my own experience. I've got the experience of people within my ecosystem, but I was just like, I was just astounded by all the myriad of issues um, that were going on. And I was like, Oh man, I'm going to have something built and ready to go in like three months. And, you know, this is like Mm -hmm. January, 2020, February, 2020. And, you know, I was like, I'm going to have something by veterans day this year. It's going to be like, everyone's going to know about it. Obviously, that, that didn't happen because the realities of building a tech startup, you know, set in yeah. pretty quickly. But uh, we're 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 fairly close. We'll we'll you know I'm aiming for no later than two or three months. But uh, I hate to put an actual time on it just yet. Well, and I think as a founder, you need to give yourself pressure is good, but you also need to give yourself permission to not ship until you're ready. That's right. Uh, and proud of what you've done. Now the trick is most people wait too long. (laughs) So the trick is actually forcing yourself to launch something that you're probably not unhappy with, but actually is, is sufficient. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's right. I I don't want to wait until it's, you know, quote unquote perfect. Right. But, you know, I do want to ensure that, you know, the individuals that do come to the front door in the very beginning or, you know, are at least going to, they're going to get, you know, a great experience. And if they don't, then there's that feedback loop that helps us get better, right? Because that's, yeah. that's what it's about. Then Whether you're, you know, a young tech startup or you're, or you're Facebook or whoever, you know, there needs to be, 
that feedback loop built in in the right way. So that's what we're doing. We're trying to ensure that, okay, we've got the, the foundation of this thing built correctly. And then we've got these feedback loops at all the right points to make this thing even better going going forward. And then separately, as, as every founder is going through, like how do you continue to build this thing or fund this thing rather? Yeah. Um, to keep it going forward. And that's that's through bootstrapping. That's through the revenue model that we've got going. And that's through some of these partnerships that we're trying to put, uh, trying to put White Ink on right now as well. So a lot of things going on. So if someone's listening to this and they're in a position where they say, I care a lot about this, I want to help. I want to create a, I, I'm a founder or a leader at a company and I, and I want to work with Promenade, you know, how do they get in touch with you? Where's the best places for them to do that? Yeah, they can reach out to me at, at uh, JT at promenade.ai. That's the quickest and easiest way. We've got uh, our Instagram page up and our LinkedIn page up. You can reach out on there. Um, but the quickest way is, you know, if you're like, you know, I want to contribute our organization where we've been thinking about how do we work with the veteran community more closely? How do we recruit them? I've got veterans in my family, you know, that are going through some of these same challenges. Um, I want to get them in touch with you. You know, the, the quickest way is just uh, email jt at promenade.ai. Awesome. And, you know, good luck in this final stretch towards launch. And I wish you all the best. And I appreciate maybe it. you can come back on the show a few months post-launch and, and debrief. Yeah, we'd love to. We'd love to. I'm sure I have plenty of lessons learned. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Again, that was promenade.ai uh, for the website. And you can subscribe to this show and find notes for this episode along with a complete transcript at giantrobots.fm. If you have questions or comments, email us at hosts at giantrobots.fm. You can find me on Twitter at cpytel. Thank you, JT, for stopping by. If other folks want to follow along with you, uh, where can they do that? Yeah, Instagram, we're at uh, promenade.ai and uh, LinkedIn, you can find us the same way. Awesome. This podcast is brought to you by ThoughtBot and produced and edited by Mandy Moore. Thanks for listening and see you next time. This podcast was brought to you by ThoughtBot. ThoughtBot is your expert design and development partner. Let's make your product and team a success.